what's going on? Welcome to Around the League, the weekly fantasy football podcast, episode four. As always, this is a podcast about a fantasy football league that we're all in. So if you've stumbled upon this podcast, um, unless you have a real interest in fantasy leagues that you're not in, uh, this is probably not for you. For everybody else, uh, today I'm going to recap Super Bowl 33, which just finished. Uh, We're going to talk about the upcoming spring season, which is now underway. As you all know, we drafted on Saturday. Uh, It took me about four hours to complete, and... uh, and week one is already in the books. Uh, it's the benefit of doing a, I guess, fake fantasy season based on a video game is we can go at our pace. It's still weekly. Uh, weekends, uh, weeks, results will usually be posted on uh, on like a Saturday night. Maybe Friday. No, nah, probably Saturday night. Saturday nights. Or Saturday at some point. Lineups lock weekly at 4.30 p.m. on Friday so that I can come home from work and get to work on uh, collecting the stats and getting all the paperwork that I do done uh, so that I'm ready to roll on Saturday. So uh, without uh, any further ado, let's talk about Super Bowl 33. The 2022 season is now completed. Uh, We had Dylan... Uh, with I'm Cursed and John with the Dark Mark facing off in their Super Bowl. Uh, this was John's first Super Bowl appearance and Dylan's third. Um, the final score was I'm Cursed 143 and the Dark Mark 136. So this was actually a pretty close game, but it went to Dylan, who's now got his first Super Bowl win. Uh, which is pretty exciting. I mean, uh, the last time he played in a Super Bowl was the 2017 season um, against yours truly. Um, With it going to mind, he had also played in the spring 2017 Super Bowl just a few months uh, prior, uh, also against me, and uh, both times he had fallen. So, you know, he got his, his first Super Bowl win this year. He had a great year. His team was stacked from the beginning. I mean, it was pretty much never in doubt that he was going to have a deep playoff run. And uh, this, the same is pretty true for uh, for John. I mean, I know his team, uh, you know, had its uh, obstacles to overcome throughout the season, but he was always fairly consistent. So th- this Super Bowl, um, you know, anything can happen, but this Super Bowl seemed pretty, uh, you know, it, it's not always that the two best teams end up in the Super Bowl. And maybe that, that wasn't the case this year either, but, you know, two teams who belonged in the Super Bowl made it to the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, this was John's first Super Bowl appearance. Uh, Obviously, unfortunately for him, it didn't go his way, but still pretty remarkable, you know, anytime you make a Super Bowl, especially in the fall, because you got to deal with injuries. And, uh, you know, while bye weeks are an issue in the spring season too, um, they're not as much of an issue because, you know, because it's on a video game and it doesn't really matter for much and nobody else has access to the video game, really, uh, I do any of your bi-week swap outs for you as long as you have somebody on your bench who can fill in for that position. Um, and if you have more than one, I, I go with whichever one you drafted higher. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, um, you know, just having to deal with the bi-weeks, you know, which I obviously don't help out with in the... Uh, regular fall season because it's all on the ESPN app and then you know injuries and you know matchups and stuff like that so you know congratulations to you know both teams for making it to the Super Bowl and uh congratulations to Dylan for getting his first win um that's pretty much it for uh you know recapping the 2022 season that's that's all there is to say is uh Dylan takes the cake this year 
And uh, now the focus goes to uh, spring 2023, which, as I said, is underway. So uh, just a quick recap of the scores this week. Week one, the Patriots beat the Harry Grapes 151 to 144. The Dark Mark beat the Spooky Boys, Katie's team. Sorry, Harry Grapes is uh, Christopher's team. Uh, the Dark Mark beat, beat, beat the Spooky Boys uh, 173 to 148. The... Hawkins Hoppers beat the Pawnee Smooth Beans 138 to 130. Uh, right here we have what was our closest game of the week, decided by one point. Uh, the B Boys, Yevneil's team, beat Dr. Andre Nodick, uh, Megan and JJ's team, 141 and a half to 140 and a half. And lastly, uh, I'm Cursed won their matchup against the Packers, 138 to 71. Uh, the Packers is Ryan's team, and uh, uh, I'm Cursed is obviously Dylan's team. So nice little winning streak going for him uh, following that Super Bowl win. The uh, highest scoring team in the league this week was John's team, the Dark Mark, 173 points. Uh, looked real good um, in their first week. You know, I mean, I looked real good. There's no games to watch, but you get what I'm saying. Like that's uh, 173 points is you know, obviously on the higher end of what you're going to, you're going to see in a given week. And, uh, he was the highest scoring team this week by, uh, let's see here about, uh, by about 22 points. Yeah. 22 points. Um, because I was the second highest scoring at 151. So, um, I'm going to go into the top performers for each team. I'm not going to go through all nine starters for all 10 teams. That would be 90 players, but I am going to go through your top three. And uh, this is something that unless you look at the free agent list, which, by the way, in the post that you've all been tagged in and will continue to be tagged in every week on Facebook, uh, it's visible only to you. Um, you click on the link, it'll take you to Reddit, to the subreddit for our fantasy league where the post is, which has got scores, updated rankings, both of which I'll go over in the podcast every week. And then uh, it's also got a link to your uh, free agent list, which is every player in the NFL ranked by position by how many points they've scored. And uh, as we once we get into bye weeks, it will tell you whether or not, yes or no, if they've played their bye week yet. Um, <clears throat> so you can go on there and you'll be able to see every player ranked, whether they're available or not. It will say it's a spreadsheet. So it'll say, you know, uh, ranked in order of, like I said, how many points they, they've scored for the season so far. And then it'll show... If uh, if they're owned by a team, who it is, and it'll also say whether or not they're active or on that team's bench. Um, and you can get that, like I said, right on the link that you all get tagged in on Facebook that redirects you to Reddit. And then uh, below that, I put a link to the NFL schedule for that week. So you can at least see kind of like, you know, if you've got, you know, a running back who maybe isn't one of the best in the NFL and you're worried about the matchup, you can see that. And then uh, once we get into it, uh, below that will be the bye weeks. So if there is a bye week, it'll be there. Um, because I'm also the commissioner and a player in this league, I automatically switch out your bye weeks. But because uh, to basically to avoid running into a situation where I don't catch a bye week that and you don't have, so, say you've got you know three receivers on your starting lineup, one of them's on a bye week. You've got one receiver on your bench who's also on a bye week. I'm not permitted under the the rules for this league that I've established, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Uh, I, I'm not permitted to inform you of that. I, I'm Because then basically what I'm afraid of is running into a situation where I don't catch something before it's too late. And, uh, and then, you know, maybe for you, I don't catch something, but for your opponent or somebody else in the league, I do catch it. And then it just looks like I'm playing favorites. So to avoid that, I'm not permitted to inform you about that on your team. I can make the swap out for you, 
as long as you have a player. But if that player is also on a bye week, I can't tell you just to avoid any, uh, you know, anybody thinking that I'm playing favorites or trying to, you know, sway games or whatever. So it's just I will make the swap out, but it's still on you to check and see if you have multiple players on bye weeks. If they are and you've got backups, that's fine. It gets taken care of for you. But the, the main thing you want to look out for is if you have uh, a player on your bench and a starting player at that position who are both on a bye week and you don't have another option. Like if you had two receivers on your bench and the other one doesn't have a bye week, they're going to go in. But if you most teams, and this is by recommendation, most teams have one of each position on backup because you don't have to worry about injuries. So nobody's going to get hurt and end up, uh, you know, costing you because injuries are turned off because it's a video game. But um, those bye weeks, like I said, if you've got two that are on the same uh, the same bye week, you're going to end up with a zero at that position. So uh, that's the only thing really you need to keep an eye out for in terms of like your player not playing. But um, yeah. Uh, to circle this back around, basically, uh, the only way you would know how your players are performing is if you're looking at the free agent list on, uh, let's say, Google Docs spreadsheet. Um, all of you will have access to it. It's open to anybody who's got the link. Nobody else can edit it but me, but the, all of you can go in and look at it and see the rankings, and uh, those get updated in real time. If people make, like, you know, waiver claims throughout the, le- uh, throughout the league during the season, those get put in, you know, as soon as I process them. And, uh, and then it's saved and published automatically. So <clears throat> just to give everybody kind of a, an idea of where their team, the best players on their team are, I, when I do these weekly podcasts, I will do a brief segment where I go through the top three performers on each team. So uh, this is in just the, uh, the draft order, basically, because I've got a notebook uh, binder with uh, each team written out on its own piece of paper. So uh, I'm just going to go through that. This is not in, you know, order of most points scored or least points scored or win loss or anything like that. It's just the order we drafted in. So the first one we've got, Megan and JJ's team, Dr. Andre Nodick. Their top scoring player was Jalen Hurts of Philadelphia with 45 points. He's the quarterback. Uh, number two was their RB1, Christian McCaffrey, 24 and a half points. And then number three was tight end Dallas Goddard, also of the Eagles. He had 16 points. So um, moving on, the Hawkins Hoppers, who won their game 138 to 130. Um, their top three performers. Number one was running back Alvin Kamara of the Saints, 43 points. Number two uh, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk of San Francisco, 23 points. And then number one uh, with 19 points, tight end Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. Uh, the Patriots, that's me. Number one scorer was Dalvin Cook, running back from Minnesota with 30 points. After that was wide receiver uh, Jamar Chase from the Bengals, 26. And then number two, wide receiver Michael Thomas from the Saints with 25 points. Um, so you see, this will be a pretty quick segment. I'm just going to go through and list off your top three. Um, if you had anybody that was really glaringly, you know, poor in their performance, I will m- try to, you know, remember to mention that. But um, especially for week one, it's tough. You know, like try you, you want to avoid overreacting. Don't just be, you know, a stagnant, inactive um, owner. But keep in mind that this is just one week. It's a very small sample size to be making too rash of decisions. Definitely take a look at the waiver wire, but don't panic if your team didn't bat. I mean, really, the only team, the Packers had a an ugly week, and, uh, you know, that may be worth addressing, but uh, I'll talk about them when we get to... Actually, they're up right now. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, the Packers uh, only put up uh, 71 points. It was the lowest total in the league. It was They were the only team to score less than 100, and uh, 
I mean, you'll see why their top three performers was number one, uh, Mark Andrews, uh, tight end for the Ravens, 19. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill of the Dolphins for 14. And this is the biggest reason why their team uh, underperformed this week so badly was they had two players score uh, in their their third highest point total on their team. The quarterback, Aaron Rodgers of the Packers, and the defense of the Chiefs, both with only eight points. Uh, so that's a big factor in why the Packers had such a lackluster week is you can't have your quarterback getting only eight points. Um, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers struggled during the 2022 uh, NFL season, the real Aaron Rodgers. Um, so some of that is going to be reflected in Madden. Madden updates weekly until um, the playoffs, I believe, or maybe even through the playoffs. But I think up until the end of the regular season, they will update player ratings based on their performance thus far. You know, so if Aaron Rodgers comes out in 2022 like he did and really struggle to move the ball, struggle to score touchdowns, struggle to win games, miss the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers' rating is going to take a hit, which means that his performance in simulated games is also going to take a hit. That being said, he's still Aaron Rodgers, and I would expect you know eight points a game out of him uh going forward um chiefs defense you know scoring eight points that's really not bad for a defense you you, you ideally want them to be over like 10 points but especially in the uh in the spring seasons you know as long as you're on the upper end of single digits it's okay like you're probably not going to lose your game because of it uh, but that being said, is a really good defense can win you a game. The highest scoring defense in our league this week was on uh, the B boys, and we'll you know we'll get to that one. Uh, they actually weren't even one of their top three performers, but you know we'll cover that when we get to it. Um, but yeah, so you know it's not, it's not panic time for the Packers, I wouldn't say, but because it's week one. Uh, but the seventy-one point showing in the first week of the season is definitely you know an area for concern going forward, and something to probably monitor and make sure. Um, you know, if you come out next week and you have as as much of a, a, a tough week, then it's definitely, you know, you don't want to you don't want to start 0-2, but if you do, that's probably around the time that you want to start looking at what's what's available out there. Maybe even after week one, I mean, especially because, you know, this was such a, a bad showing. Let me just uh your uh let's see, you got uh Nick Chubb, the Browns running back only got six points, and then uh Tony Pollard, uh Cowboys running back only got two points. Now one of the things that you may find throughout the uh, spring season here is that Tony Pollard has a high rating, but it looks like Ezekiel Elliott is still the guy for the Cowboys in Madden. Um, that doesn't mean that you know Pollard can't vulture a few touchdowns here and there, or you know uh, he's probably going to be used primarily by the simulation in the passing game, which can be good because you do get a full point for each catch, but. Uh, it's really going to depend on his workload, and obviously this is simulated, so there's no real. It's basically, I, I would assume, like some kind of random number generator based on the player's overall rating that the skill trait developers at Madden and EA have given them. So, like, if you've got a really bad wide receiver with like a 65 overall, like they're not going to do well. If you've got a 99 overall receiver, they're going to have a better chance to pop off. Um, at least that's my my best educated guess at how Madden determines, you know, stats like this and wins and losses um, because I've been playing Madden since I was a kid and it was on Sega Genesis. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's enough about the Packers for now. Um, you know, obviously Ryan, if you are listening to this and you want to talk more about your team, you can always reach out to me um, or you can, you know, look on the, the free agent list and all that. And the same goes for 
any owners out there who are not happy with their team's performance this week. Uh, moving on to the gr- Harry Grapes, who lost a uh, seven-point game, which is pretty close in fantasy, uh, to me, 144-151. to 151. His top performers, number one, Miles Sanders of the Eagles, running back, 31 points. Uh, 29 points from Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Ravens. And then 27 points for uh, Najee Harris, running back from the Steelers. So, uh, uh, you know, 144 points is a pretty pretty good week. And I mean, you, you put up a 140, 150. That's around the average for, like, really good teams. And, uh, you know, just uh, sometimes you just get unlucky, which is pretty much what happened. I mean, you can't ask for much else. I mean, just to run through his list here. You know, you want your quarterback over 20 points. He got that almost 30. You want your running backs in the 25 to 30 plus range. He got that. You want your receivers in at least double digits. You Ideally, you'd like to see at least one receiver go over 20. Probably your number one, whoever your best is. Uh, obviously, not every rece- not every best receiver can go over 20 points every week because that would require usually, you know, five, six catches, maybe more, 100-yard game, touchdown. Um. <clears throat> obviously less if they catch two touchdowns or you know a lot of catches you know 10 catches would be 10 points but you, you get what I'm saying but you know uh, the Harry Graves got 13 12 and 10 from their wide receivers so that's, I mean that's pretty good everybody's in double digits it's it's not an incredible but it's consistent and that's really what it takes to win games uh, tight end Darren uh, Waller from the Raiders got nine you'd like to see it a little higher but especially in the spring when we're doing this based on Madden you're only really going to see consistent like mind-blowing production from like your top tight ends and that'd be like a Travis Kelsey or George Kittle um tight ends are not favored as much in this simulation uh but it does happen you know it's it's important to have a good tight end but you'll see as the season goes on uh usually the top tight ends on that free agent ranking list um the top tight ends in the league are usually fairly well ahead of the middle of the pack and then uh and then yeah his his defense got him 10 so you know he had a good week it just uh you know like I said, sometimes you just get unlucky. The uh, Spooky Ooky Boys, Katie's team, lost to uh, John 148 to 173. Uh, I mean, if your opponent puts up 173 points, you really can't take the loss personally. Like you can't. It's not like real football teams where you can stop your opponent from scoring points. All you can do is outscore them. And, uh, you know, if your opponent has a 173-point week, you're looking at long odds. And 148 points, you know, we just got done talking about the Harry Grapes who put up 144. If 144 is good, then four points more than that's got to be good, too. And uh, the top performers on that team were tight end Zach Ertz from the Cardinals got 30. That is the highest point total for a tight end this week, and that's pretty incredible. Um, 30 points at, at the tight end position. Shouldn't uh, well clearly it doesn't guarantee you win, but you get that many points from tight end, and you're you're in pretty good shape, especially when you consider her opponent, uh, the dark mark only got five from their tight end. They just made up the difference and then some at other positions. Uh, number two with 26 points, Devontae Smith from the Eagles. This was kind of a throw if you're listening, uh, Katie, uh, and for the other nine owners in this league, ten owners actually, because one of them's got two owners. Uh, this was kind of a throwaway pick. Not a throwaway pick, but it was, uh, uh, I think her exact words were, ah, Devonta Smith, fuck it, you know, uh, because it was we were getting down to, you know, this was her number three wide receiver, so we're getting down to kind of like the, uh, you know, the not the bottom of the barrel, but pretty much everybody that's left by the time people are drafting their third wide receiver is usually, you know, middle of the pack at best. And so for him to come out and have a 26-point game, uh, which just for reference, her other two receivers, Cooper Cup, 
uh, of the Rams and Amari Cooper of the Browns put up 30 points between the two of them. So Devontae Smith almost did the work of two people. Um, and then uh, the number three, the third highest scoring player on the team was Saquon Barkley of the Giants, 22 and a half points. Um, little side note, I don't know if you all remember having the live draft back in August of 2022 for the 2022 season. Uh, I took Saquon Barkley by mistake for $22. We had an auction draft and I accidentally took him because I was trying to drive the price up and everybody had jokes. And then he went on to be the number six scoring running back in the league for the entire season. He played like a monster all year long. So all year long. So in uh, in your faces. Uh, moving along, uh, I'm cursed. Uh, won their game one thirty eight to seventy one. One thirty eight is you know it's it's decent, but it's you'd like to see that just a little bit higher. So you to, you know if you're trying to keep pace with the highest scoring teams in the league. Um, I'm cursed. It's got a pretty stacked lineup. I'm really not, you know, I wouldn't be worried about their team. And they they're starting off the season one and zero, which is great. Um, their top performers were uh, David Montgomery, Chicago Bears running back, twenty seven points, twenty three points from Raiders wide receiver Devonte Adams, and then seventeen and a half points from quarterback Dak Prescott. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Josh Jacobs, running back for the Raiders, had 21.5 points, so he's actually number three, and then it was Dak Prescott. 17.5 points from a uh, quarterback um, is definitely concerning, something you want to watch going forward, because it's not like, you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers before, who only got eight points. It's like, that is clearly a fluke. There's not even the worst quarterbacks in the league um, in Madden, or real life, are going to get over 10 points. So, like, whereas Aaron Rodgers, like, that's a probably an aberration you don't have to really worry about eight points 17 and a half is a little more concerning if it which sounds weird because it's more than double what Aaron Rodgers got but again you can pretty much take the bank that Aaron Rodgers or any quarterback is not going to fall at the eight point level for the rest of the season but a quarterback getting 17 and a half means that they probably moved the ball, they probably threw a touchdown or two, but interceptions might be a problem. I could be mistaken. I do not have the stats in front of me. I think Dak Prescott might have thrown three interceptions in the first game this week. Um, so it would have been, you know, that's a minus two each, so it would have been 23 and a half, which is still, like, that's that's very, like, central. That's middle of the pack for quarterbacks. Um, you want them to be in, like, the high 20s, ideally, but you what you are absolutely looking for every week is over 20 points. Um and that's 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 been true for the past thirty three seasons in one week, um, but it's it's not bad. You know, the, obviously, even getting seventeen and a half points, still putting up one hundred and thirty eight points, winning your game, these are all positives. It's just something to monitor going forward. Um, for the B boys, you have Neil's team. Uh, top performers, uh, number one with twenty five points, Aaron Jones, running back. Green Bay Packers. Number two, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback, 24 points. And then uh, lastly, running back Austin Eckler, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, 21 and a half points. Um, you know, uh, we already said, I already said that, uh, you know, you want your running backs to be over 20, usually in the 25 to 30 range. And his running backs are either in that range or right on the cusp of it. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, I mentioned that he um, he had the highest scoring defense for this week, which was uh, the Dallas Cowboys with 17 points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It seems like uh, EA has um, kind of downgraded Tom Brady and the entire Buccaneers offense, you know, to reflect their really 
frankly, piss-poor production uh, in 2022. All season long, the Buccaneers struggled to win games. They had a, a lot of the same problems the Packers had, where they just couldn't move the ball. The main problem with the Buccaneers was that their offensive line never really came together. And uh, because of that, their running game was virtually non-existent. So, I mean, if you're playing a quarterback like Tom Brady and you know that team can't run the ball, you're just going to drop your guys back in coverage or uh, rush the passer, uh, which they, you know, teams did a lot. And uh, everybody knows the pretty much the only way to disrupt and stop Tom Brady is to not give him time to throw, which is difficult because he typically gets the ball out crazy fast. But if you're not afraid at all of running the ball, you can really sell out on pass coverage, and then it doesn't matter how fast he's going to get the ball because you've got the guys covered. Uh, so all that is to say that it looks like uh, in Madden it may be some of the same uh, the same woes for the Buccaneers um, in the digital world. But that being said, uh, for uh, for the B-Boys and their defense with the Cowboys, 17 points uh, as they uh, were able to pretty much hold the, uh, the Buccaneers to uh, not a whole lot. And I think they forced uh, a couple of turnovers. Might have been like a fumble and an interception or two interceptions. And... Uh, that helped propel the uh, the B-Boys to a one-point victory. It's our closest margin of victory in the league this week. Um, always tough to lose by just a point. Like, it's one thing, you know, like uh, we just talked about the Spooky Boys losing to the Dark Mark 173 to 148. That's, you know, what is it, 25 points? That's, you can't do much about that. You know, it's just, you just, you got unlucky. Losing by one point is getting unlucky too, but you just know that there's somebody on one of these teams' benches that, you know, if they'd been in, uh, you know, for uh, on Dr. Andre Nodick, there's got to be somebody on that bench that would have gotten, you know, the extra point and a half needed to win the game. Like um, in uh, the case of just this week, um, their wide receiver number three, Michael Pittman Jr. for the Indianapolis Colts, only got three points. Now, Andre Nodick has... Uh, Hunter Renfro of the Raiders on the bench. I don't know off the top of my head, and I don't have the free agent list, unfortunately, up right now. Um, so I don't know that Renfro got any more. But, you know, these are the things, at least it for me, when uh, I'm looking back on a week that I lose a close game, that's the kind of stuff I look at. But, um, yeah, the B-Boys off to a great start um, with, uh, you know, 140 and a half, 141 and a half points, really consistent production throughout most of the team. I mean, they had one, two, three, four players over 20 points. And that was, uh, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, and, uh, wide receiver, Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers, who was about the only player who really had a, uh, a good, good game, uh, for the Buccaneers. And, uh, you know, then uh, wide receiver two, Mike Williams for the Chargers only got nine points, but that's that's still not bad. It's a, just a hair below where you'd like it to be, but, you know, it's it's not bad. And then, uh, um, yeah, and then those 17 points from the defense. I mean, that was huge. You know, when you win by one point, obviously every point counts. So uh, moving on, try to wrap this up pretty quick here because we're getting around close to a half hour, which is around what I like to keep these episodes at. Uh, make it kind of quick and easy, convenient for you guys. Uh, the uh, Pawnee Smooth Beans, Brianna's team, top three. Uh, she lost her game 138 to 130, and uh, we'll dive into why here. Uh, top three was uh, quarterback Justin Herbert of the Chargers, 40.5 points. Number two, uh, Kenneth Walker the third uh, of the Seahawks. I think his first name is Kenneth. Uh, of the Seahawks, 28.5 points. And then uh, running back Joe Mixon, 25 points for the Bengals. Uh, so if you're noticing a pattern here um, that your quarterbacks 
and your your two running backs should be the, your highest scoring players, uh, you would be correct. Running backs get a half a point every time they carry the ball. They get one point if they catch the ball, and then they get one point for every 10 uh, yards, whether rushed or or rece- uh, receiving. And those are logged separately, so if they have like 15 receiving yards and 15 rushing yards, that's one and one. It's not three for, you know, it's they're not added together uh, because it's kind of like a separate category. So, you know, her running backs, solid. Joe Mixon and Kenneth Walker both look to be probably, you know, top 10 or 15 running backs in the league this year. So not worried at all about that. The main issue this week was wide receiver. She got DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals with just three points. Would not worry about that. He's DeAndre Hopkins. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. So even though he had a really uh, underwhelming performance this week, that should change. And then uh, the other receiver problem was uh, DJ Moore of Carolina. But again, he's kind of the number one option in Carolina. So it's just a matter of whether or not the game is going to, the season is going to progress with the Panthers having a hard time moving the ball or scoring touchdowns. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, the rest of the team, you know, I can get into more personally with the owner if needed. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be totally stressing yet, but the, uh, I will say one thing for the Smooth Beans is they do have a tough conference because they are in a conference with uh, the Dark Mark Patriots and Hoppers, all of which won their games uh, this week. And uh, all are figuring to be, you know, problematic going forward for uh, for the league because they all have pretty good uh, rosters. I mean, most for the most part, this is a pretty even season. All the teams have some playmakers, but uh, based on the scores and just my personal opinion of each player on each team, I think, uh, you know, the, the smooth beans are not by any chance in it or by any uh, by any means in a uh, bad position. You know, you never want to start a season 0-1, but, you know, on the other side of it, Everybody in your division who won this week, they're only one and zero, so it's only a one game, you know, setback. But uh, you know, when you've got the uh, kind of firepower that I think the East Conference has this season, obviously you want to be able to keep pace. So it's something to, to keep an eye on going forward. But um, the Dark Mark is our last uh, last team, so we're almost done here. Their top three: number one quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Miami Dolphins, 41 and a half points. I'll be honest with you, I didn't see this coming. I know Tua had a good year, and I know, I mean, there was a point during the season where people were con- considering him an MVP candidate uh, based on how he was playing. But I just didn't, I didn't see it in Madden. I didn't think this was going to translate. Um, who knows if it will every week, but 41 and a half points from your quarterback coming out week one. It's second only to uh, Dr. Andre Nodix, Jalen Hurts, who got 45. So it's definitely... Um, you know, a good sign of things to come, but I, I just, I, I don't know that it's going to be consistently at this level, but I could see him very easily being one of the quarterbacks that gets, you know, for sure, 28 to 35 points a week. Um, number two, running back Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas Cowboys. This is what I wasn't sure about because in the rankings, Tony Pollard, the Cowboys other running back is rated higher of his, like his skill score. But even in spite of that, the uh, the Cowboys clearly will hand the ball off in this game. Uh, they'll hand the ball off to Elliott before Pollard. So Elliott goes off for 37 points. That's a huge week. It was the uh, second highest, I think, score. Um, just looking here. Yeah, it looks like it was the second highest score among active running backs uh, You know, on active rosters this year behind Alvin Kamara, who we already talked about with the 43 points. 
Um, so that's obviously great. I mean, 173 points we already talked about for the dark mark. That's the highest total in the league this week. We're not doing power rankings for week one because it seems kind of pointless because the power rankings, when I start doing them, I will uh, explain the formula. But um, after just one game, it's just going to be the top scoring team to lowest scoring team. So there's really no point. Um, and then uh, the dark mark's number three performer was uh, wide receiver. Uh, oh, man. Amon Ra St. Brown of the Detroit Lions, 27 points. Who, again, wide receiver three, going off for uh, actually more points than his other two receivers combined, who got 22 and four. That's Justin Jefferson and Debo Samuel of the Vikings and 49ers. So that's 26 between those two, and then 27 from Amon Ra St. Brown. So, I mean, that's a huge huge week for St. Brown. Uh, it's very encouraging going forward. I think the dark mark is going to be a serious problem for, uh, for the league this year, just based on one week and just looking at their team. I mean, uh, because they're kind of the MVP of the week, I'm just going to tell you guys who they've got on their team. They've got Tua Tagovailoa from the Dolphins at quarterback. Running backs, they got Jonathan Taylor of the Colts and Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys. Both of those guys are studs. That's going to be a serious issue for uh, you know people playing against the dark mark this year. Uh, wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. I mean, in real life, this guy might be the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, I don't know how many of you have been watching closely, but he had a crazy circus catch in overtime on fourth down against the Bills uh, this year back in November. Mind-blowing. It was an incredible catch. Um, and then he's got Debo Samuel, 49ers, and Amon Ra St. Brown from the Lions. Now, those, all three of those guys are the number one on their team which is obviously what you want when you're, you know, drafting a lineup. But, I mean, these are three true number ones. So from quarterback, both running backs, all three receivers, I, that is six players, six of the nine players on uh, the Dark Marks team are, like, absolute knockout studs. Uh, tight end, he's got Dawson Knox from the Bills. Could go either way. He's probably going to have bad weeks. He's probably going to have a few good weeks. Should be a middle-of-the-pack tight end by the end of the season. And then kicker, Harrison Butker for the Chiefs kicker's kind of throwaway. He only got one point this week because the Chiefs really, really underperformed. Um, but I expect him to be serviceable for most of the season. And then the Bills defense, who I expect to be very good. They got 11 points. Uh, so yeah, John's the highest scoring team in the in the league this week. Really, really an impressive uh, week one showing. And uh, just to start wrapping this up now we got uh i'll give you guys the updated rankings which is available in the post on uh reddit which has been cross-posted to facebook with all of you tagged um but i'm going to go through it for anybody who maybe doesn't didn't have a chance to uh to look at it and would prefer to hear it this way uh east conference first place the dark now uh i should just say that when i do the rankings during the season it's based on if two teams have the same record it's based on your points scored when the season ends, if two teams have the same record in the same division or conference, it goes based on your head-to-head record first. And if that is tied, it goes based on your record against the other, each of your records against the other three teams in your conference, who has, whoever has the highest record or best record uh, against those other three teams will get the, uh, you know, the higher spot in the rankings. And if that is tied as well, um, I have this all written down, but if that's tied as well, it goes to points against how many points you had scored against you. And this sounds counterintuitive, but it actually goes by who had the most points scored against them, because that means you had a tougher schedule it means when you, cause we're all playing the same teams, um, cause there's only 10 of us, but it means that you played other teams on more like stronger weeks for them than your opponent did. Uh, and if by some chance that's tied as well, um, 
it goes to your record against the other conference. And if that's tied to, it goes to a coin flip. It's never gone beyond, um, I don't think, the uh, the points scored, the higher the higher points scored. So, um, yeah, first place is the Dark Mark at 1-0. Second place, Patriots at 1-0. Third place, Hawkins Hoppers at 1-0. And then fourth place, the Harry Graves at 0-1. And then uh, in last place, the Smooth Beans at 0-1. And that's the East Conference. The West Conference uh, is uh, the B-Boys in first place at 1-0. I'm Cursed in second at 1-0. Dr. Andre Nodick at 0-1 in third. Fourth place, the Spooky Ookie Boys at 0-1. And in last, the Packers at 0-1. Nowhere near panic time for anybody in this league. Uh, The closest to being there is the Packers after that 71-point game, but I expect that to change next week. I expect, you know, players like Aaron Rodgers to have a better game. I think Nick Chubb. Nick Nick Chubb should be, like, easily top 10 in running backs at the end of the year. Um, So his six-point performance, that should be an anomaly. Um, But, uh, you know, obviously, excuse me, you you do want to keep an eye on your team. You know, and this is true for everybody in the league. But, uh... Lastly, before I wrap this up, is uh, the week two schedule. We've got the Patriots versus the Pawnee Smooth Beans, the Dark Mark versus the Harry Grapes, the Hawkins Hoppers versus the B-Boys. That's a big game. Uh, two 1-0 teams. The, uh, you know, obviously, depending on how the Dark Mark and the Patriots go, uh, because they are playing you know, n- not each other, so they could both lose, and the Hawkins Hoppers could win uh, and go to 2-0 and get a you know get ahead of the dark mark and the patriots and the same is true for the dark mark and the patriots if you know the hoppers lose and you know one of them wins and the other one loses i mean we could be looking at only one 2-0 team in the east conference you know this time next week uh and it obviously it's never too early to get ahead of your opponents and the same is true for the b-boys on the other side it's it's just them and i'm cursed at 1-0 in that conference so uh like they don't play each other either so if one if only one of them wins that's huge for the one that does um and speaking of i'm cursed they play the spooky ookie boys uh and uh you know that 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 should be an interesting game because the spooky ookie boys while oh and one and but they're thus behind the i'm cursed in the rankings they they outscored i'm cursed this week by 10 points so it'll be interesting to see how that uh you know carries into next week you know typically when i do projections i look at your score per game and if i had to do that right now I'd probably be favoring the the Spooky Yuki boys, but, you know, can't see the future, and this is a video game, so who knows. And then, uh, lastly, the Dr. Andre Nodick play the Packers, and uh, that's a, uh, a big game for the Packers because you don't want to start 0-2, especially when you only put up 71 points in Week 1, and uh, you obviously want to improve upon those 71 points. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But until then... This has been episode four of Around the League, and uh, I'll see you guys next week or this weekend, probably, for uh, for some.